guys. So this is a morning podcast here. This is Frank, one of your hosts of the Just a Couple Dudes podcast. I'm really fortunate to have the elite nurse practitioner on, which is very exciting because I found him online in the last, I don't know, last four to five months. And I just loved his material. I think I found him on Instagram or something like that. And um, his name is Justin Allen, what he goes by. But this guy is changing the plane for nurse practitioners, which we both are nurse practitioners. I think both family nurse practitioners. Is that right, Justin? Correct. That's right. So uh, let's first, I just want to say how to reach me. So I have my business called Frankly New Joints. I'm going to be talking about here soon. It's on Instagram, Facebook, a website's in process. It opens in two months. Uh, It focuses on stem cells initially. And then I have my podcast, which is kind of just a hobby, but for fun is just a couple dudes. So that's on Instagram, Facebook. We have a YouTube channel now. The website's going to be getting updated. Um, we are linking with a charity that we're going to be giving back. So a big thing that we do is promote good men. So we lead as good men, but we also walk the walk, which is a big uh, problem in today's society when a lot of people act like they're good people, but they're not. So we need people that have integrity, honesty, and just live by good values. Um, Justin, you want to throw out some where you, people can reach you? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, so my name's uh, Justin Allen. Uh, I created the Elite Nurse Practitioner. It's a um, online blog and medical consulting e-course type of service. Uh, started about a year ago. Um, had this idea that uh, too many nurse practitioners in this country are being walked all over, and that's not just nurse practitioners. It's uh, multiple different professions. I mean, we're living in an age of corporatism, and these people take advantage of the workers and. I wanted to show the world, especially the nurse practitioner world, that you can take back your power and you can create your own businesses and you can make your own living. You don't have to listen to um, – can we cuss on this at all? Uh, you can, Bullshit man. Or something. You can. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. And then uh, let me see where I, where I go there. Okay. That you don't have to take the bullshit that these corporate enterprises feed you. You don't have to be a slave to someone. You can do your own thing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what the elite nurse practitioner is all about. Uh, I'm just trying to educate folks on how to break free. And uh, I've been a nurse practitioner for let's see, eight years now. And uh, yeah, I love what I do. And I really enjoy empowering others. That's, that's awesome, man. I got to tell you, so I bought one of your programs uh, probably the only one I'll buy, but I, it just or started me on the right direction, right? It was unbelievable. I've been reading, actually, I read your book. I read your book and I did, uh, what did I do? I did the stem cell program, but um, right. I mean, you changed my life, man. I mean, are you going to change who I am? No, I had all the material, but you gave me like the direction, right? You gave me like just, just a direction to put that sailboat in. I'm very visual. Right. So like a Tony Robbins uh, kind of metaphor. Um, sure. But also we do, every episode we do a good man segment. So I wanted to bring up, and you probably know who this guy is, but Dave Ramsey was very big in my life and still is. Oh yeah. So this guy is a good husband, good father, a man of faith. Uh, I've listened to him for over 10 years. He's been consistent. He's logically based. He's really big about self-responsibility, believing in others, giving a ton back to the community, right? So I love Christian people that actually walk the walk, right? They're not the sure. TV Christians that, I don't know them, right? But when you make 300 million, I hope, I hope you're following what you say. That's, that's what people want to hear. Um, I found Dave Ramsey by accident at 21 years old. I was full of debt. I worked at USA, a bank financial firm, and I was doing insurance. And I had people trying to sell me whole life insurance and take advantage of me. And I go, you know, I'm just tired of people lying. I'm sick of it, dude. So even to, this, to my age now, I, I research everything because I can't, I can't trust people until I, have to, until I know they're trustworthy, right? right? And right. I found right. Dave Ramsey just as seven steps, man. That's it. It just gave me direction. I was like, all right, so save a thousand dollars, pay off all my debt, 
uh, save three to six months. I did that. And I got to step four actually very young. And I was like, okay, now it's time to party. And I like partied for like right. a long time in my twenties and cash that for oh, hey, really stupid. Did. Yeah. We but now, now at 30, up. yeah, yeah. But now at 31, I'm just so I'm in such a good place, right? My business is cash, right? It's organic growth. I have actually, I have three jobs. So I work in an urgent care settings, my main job, which is great. I work in internal medicine uh, per diem and an emergency room setting per diem. I've only been an NP, uh, actually not even a year, but I was a nurse for wow. what, three and a half years. I went really yeah. fast, man. I burnt through it. Yeah, man. I did, you know, ER, ICU, registry. I did psych, med surge, telly. I just, I just ran through it. And, um, I just feel like, you know, both of us, Justin, you were at 28. Is that right? When you became an NP? uh 28 29 right around there okay. that's correct yeah so i mean i yeah I, I started a little late man kind of like you did i guess yeah. you know um yeah yeah i mean i was interested in girls and partying and that yeah. kind of stuff yeah, and, i know and i started i got started later you know but um and it is what it is you can't change the past you can only change the future so exactly um, the uh yeah. have you ever heard the front the front uh windshield is a lot bigger than the rearview mirror because for a reason <laughs> you ever heard correct. that absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah I've, I've heard that you know uh, I had a uh, psychologist when I was younger tell me that he envies the man who um, doesn't look in the mirror while going through life. You know what I mean? The, the man who's not looking at the past, you know, at regrets and what he should have done. You know, he envies yeah. the man that's not looking in the mirror. He's always looking forward. You know? I love so, that, man. I, I think um, I don't really think about the past very often, Justin. I actually value the past as in like, thank goodness I had all those really tough times. I'm so fortunate. Right. I, I used to personally, I have part of my show, I, I talked about, I used to have PTSD with cognitive dysfunction and I did EMDR, um, which just changed my life. It allowed to rewire things and, and whatever. And I'm so grateful, man, because if I didn't have those experiences, I wouldn't have had to kind of suffer for a while and realize that I'm actually like a, a healer, right? So people's opinions now don't bother me because it's about how I feel, right? So if someone's gonna hate on me, it's more of a reflection on themselves you could tell that I'm genuine. We could tell that you're genuine, right? You're not just out to screw over a bunch of NPs for buying this business program. Like you, you're creating things to show that uh, nurse I practitioners mean, are, can make their own way. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and, and I've experienced a lot of hate from some people, like people tell me that I'm a scammer. People telling me that my programs are crap and junk. What? I was trying to <laughs> steal money from NPs. I'm like, Dude, what? did you have you even listen to one of my pro yeah man like i've gotten oh some God. hate from some people man like uh, and that's just okay. people just bringing you down you, you, you yeah it's you whatever man it, i just laugh yeah. i just laugh i have people hate just on me laugh. justin and yeah. uh i've been pushing uh like kids need to be in school and people are going to see that very fast right i've treated enough kids with covid i see it daily i'm sure you probably agree young kids especially need to be in school oh so, dude it's yeah. ridiculous yeah, man, oh, dude, kindergartners, Gabriel Fernandez. I have people call me out and they're like, you're not a parent. I go, well, that makes me more objective, right? Like, because sure. I actually just care about children, you know? And I have people call me out and I go, you know, actually, hey, since you're going to hate me on my post, why don't you come on my podcast? Let's talk about this. Let's talk right. about this. And people, right. people, the keyboard warriors, oh, dude, they're done. They're done, right? There's, they hide behind that keyboard and it's like, let's have a good, healthy debate. Let's see how you handle exactly. yourself. And it's like, exactly. oh, you don't. You just like posting a paragraph on my post right. and hating right. on me. And I go, oh, and I'm also the expert. And I don't even want to be one, man. Like, I'm just telling you what I see. I feel really bad sure. for the amount of abuse, the amount of suicide, the amount of drugs, the amount of hunger that's going on. And the children are suffering. And we're going to see that so fast. You want to hear something really bad that happened? 
So yesterday was the first day for young kids. I have a, a buddy that's a father and he's a great dad, man. He's going through a divorce. It's really tough, but dude, so they're doing zoom. I think his kid is like, both kids are under 10. Okay. Two of them. And some guy hacked into the zoom and showed his genitals to the classroom. What? Yes, Justin, this literally was day one. And I go, Oh my God, this, this is day one, man. Like a whole school district experienced this, which is disgusting. And you see these right. kids, like First, that's your baby yeah. girl. It's like seeing this, I go, Oh my God. Like you think yeah, that's day one. What else, what else are you going to see? What else is going to happen in the next six months when, uh, you know, development is delayed? Oh dude, for sure. Right. I've been thinking about that a lot, man. Yeah. I mean, I see these, I mean, I have some nieces and nephews, but they're like, you know, they're freshmen in high school. So like their first year in high school is going to be virtual. Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's not good. And then my other nephew is a senior. He's not going to mm. experience a senior year, you know, mm. but I think those people are going to be okay. Like yeah. you said, it's the first graders, the second graders, these, they need the interaction. They're not going to get it. And I wonder, um, yeah, I mean, I just wonder what it's going to do to our society, man. I wonder what COVID is going to do to our society just in general. I don't, I don't like the direction of things. I'm sure no, you probably could. I, I, but I have to, Justin, I have to, you know, I read a lot of, uh, you know, mental type books and mental health, mental strength. Right. Um, and I believe in like the, the Navy SEAL type of way. I wish I was younger. I would have done like the SEALs. I would have tried uh, for sure. I was yeah. in the Air Force. I did air conditioning. But uh, anyways, <laughs> I, I just love, uh, you know, these guys like the Navy SEAL mantra, right, is to kill a man with your bare hands. But in the next second, pick up the old, old grandma on off the floor. Like, you know, the loudest men, the scariest men I've ever met in my life, Justin, I'm talking about these scary men were the most quiet, most humble men, right? The loudest ones are that is that small dog that's barking. And I'm like, I will eat you. I had a patient the other day that was half my size. I'm a rather semi-large individual. I'm 6'1", 180. I'm very lean and strong, right? I'm not a small man sure. by any means, but I had a patient get really upset at me, started cursing at me. I threatened the cops on him. I go, you know, it's really funny how he's got this really large bark when he's five, six, 135 pounds. And all I had, I could just break him. And he's right. talking down to me. And this is what I deal with, right? This is what you've dealt with. And I go, oh, I'm yeah. the provider trying to help him. I even wrapped his ankle for him. And I tried to save him money because he was self-pay. And he didn't understand that. And I go, oh my God, like, and he's talking down to me. And I go, you know, man, I should actually beat your ass because that would save you because eventually you're going to go to prison and be someone's bitch because that's what's going to happen like you can't talk to a grown-ass man like that and only and i said you know i i i didn't obviously right it's not worth the confrontation but it's it's unbelievable what we have to deal with in the the healthcare environment oh yeah man well i mean it's 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 an entitlement kind of thing and these people come in and like you said they have a big bark and, you know, they're little, little men or little people and they just, they hide behind this shroud of what modern society has created. Mm. Um, you know, this customer satisfaction, patient satisfaction, these type of things. These people realize that and they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And it's not just in healthcare. I mean, it's just throughout society anymore, you know? It is. Um, yeah, it is. It is. And it's just, I mean, what can you do? I mean, you can only accept, you can only change so much. So you either just accept it, walk the walk. And just let it just roll off your shoulders. I mean, I don't know what yeah. else you can really, you know. I, I'm much better. I, I dealt with bullying when I was young. I did some hypnosis, actually, which I'm going to talk about in one of my podcasts. I rewired that. I was bullied severely when I was a kid. But anyways, it made me more defensive. But Absolutely. 
Yeah. And um, I'm not a victim, man. I don't be a victim, be a Viking, right? That's what I, I love that saying. Um, but I do think that one of the biggest crises we have in the country are bad parents. And what I mean by that is that it's not that they don't care. It's that they care the wrong way. I was very fortunate that my mom and dad didn't tell me I'm special because I'm not right. I, I'm just a, I'm just a person. My dad never told me I could play the NBA. In fact, he never really gave me a good job after a basketball game. Right. In fact, he, he right. really never did. My dad was the stoic and I love my dad. I'm so fortunate for my dad, but I'm saying growing up, he didn't tell me that I did a good job when I didn't. He said, you were sluggish. You didn't really try that hard. Like he would tell me, right? My mom, the same, right? They did not tell me that I would cure cancer. They did not tell me that I needed to go to college. They just tell me, have a work ethic, work your butt off, be a good person. That's all they said. So I never had this, like, I probably needed more guidance actually, because I, I skipped seventh grade math just because I thought school was so boring. I didn't have ADHD, man. You just, you can't put me in school. I think me and you are that same way, right? We no, look at a boring, problem. Dude. dude, it's so boring. Yeah. I hate college because like, yeah. I'd rather do this class three hours and, and 35 minutes. Like, but you don't do yeah. that, right? I have to sit here all right. day. Right. And um, right. I did that. And then I, uh, I ended up ditching school a lot uh, my junior year, sophomore, sophomore year, junior year. And I had straight A's, but I was ditching all the time. And the principal goes, I've never seen this, but you have straight A's, like, but you don't go to class. And I go, yeah, I know. And he's like, do you want to do honors? I go, no, I want to be a firefighter like my dad. I don't need college. I don't care about college. So, but my buddy had straight F's, so he was the standard, right? Um, So I should have been with like honor students or whatever. I just didn't understand how to utilize my drive that young. Um, You know, I got into girls and, you know, party and stuff like that. But it made me who I am now. Some of the most successful men in this country, man, were exactly the same way. You know, they just kind of breezed through school, didn't really care about it because they had a natural talent to get things done, Mm. to see the world for what it is and to, you know, do what you wish. And, you know, people like that, when when you're going to school, you're forced in this conditioned, structured environment. Mm. And, you know, for the free thinking individuals like you and me and a lot of other men out there, it's hard to accept that and mm. to just go through that process so you know some of the most successful entrepreneurs that i know i know millionaires you know mm. they have barely graduated high school but they mm. had that drive you know they saw the world for what it is and they own extremely successful businesses and that kind of thing so you know I, it's I funny though man. It like, i don't even know you dude this is the first time i talked to you and i know that we're like uh same similar energy type people right we think the same way we look at things and go man this doesn't really make sense and we're not afraid to be like no let's do something different right um i wanted to first because we're both nurse practitioners i want to first define what a nurse practitioner is because i get asked all the time what is that (laughs) i hate i hate describing it over and over again you know know. it's like i know they go, are you like a doctor? So a nurse practitioner is a, first of all, they were a registered nurse with, they have an advanced practice degree. Now there's a wide range from a nurse practitioner that doesn't even know basic, basic things to there's guys like you, right? That, that took um, the bull by the horns and knows a lot. Like you study on your own. I went to an online program too. And I didn't learn a lot from my online program at all. I studied on my own and I learned it in my own right. clinical practice. I learned my own clinical. And that's why both of you and I can do whatever, right? Because we've yeah. learned. Um, but then it. you have the one. You give, it's just like anything in life. You get what you put into it, you know? Exactly. A lot of these people yeah. who go to nurse practitioner school or just school or college in general, you're just going through the motions and not learning 
the information, integrating it into your mind, changing your consciousness, mm-hmm. you're wasting your time and you're wasting your money. And that's just how a lot of people in this country are. Yeah, you, put, you get what you put into it. Absolutely. And then people are hiding behind their degree, right? Both you and I have master's degrees, which you can have up to a doctorate. I don't even want that title because I don't deserve the doctor title. I think it also confuses something. I don't have the 20,000 hours of clinical practice that a physician has. I'm not saying I'm not as good. We're just different. So we we are bred by the bedside. You and I have both seen so many patients die. I have hugged family post-death. I am with, we are with the patient when they are dying, when they're giving birth. We are with them the entire time. The physician doesn't have time to multiple patients. They're in the room five to 10 minutes, maybe five usually right. tops. So we are with them when, you know, we have to, when they're full of shit and I have to come down when they're hitting us, you know, right. you have to restrain them. I've restrained so many right. patients, Justin, like yeah. got a lot throughout the years, right? I worked inner city Phoenix. I, okay. So like, <laughs> you know, I've been abused so many times. But um, we paid our dues. We yeah, paid man. our dues. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm just happy to to now be able to impact people more so. But in the state of Arizona, where I practice, nurse practitioners are uh, independent, and that's such a big factor. That's a main difference between a PA and nurse practitioner. A physician absolutely. assistant is just like the title. They are an assistant to a physician. They have to have a physician. They have roughly two, just over two years of experience from school, and it's more intensive. But they don't have you know, me and Justin have what, four years of bedside experience. So a lot of my experience was from nursing that I asked questions. I work with these physicians and I've been in codes. I've, I've ran codes, man. Like, because I was the only one there, you've done the same thing. And so I've been able to do urgent care, internal medicine uh, and ER. And then who knows what I do in the future. But we, as nurse practitioners, we have the bedside manner and we know how to talk with patients. We know how to understand that sometimes they don't need Percocet. Sometimes they just need a pillow behind their head or they need their hand held, you know? And that's what makes the nurse practitioners really good. We're not gonna have the same science background as a physician and we shouldn't, right? That's okay. They have a lot longer schooling. Like I, I value that, I respect the hoops they jump through, but we have a place in the new healthcare paradigm where if a nurse practitioner in the urgent care setting makes half of a MDDO um, physician, then why wouldn't you have two nurse practitioners versus one MD? Right, exactly. Right. We're doing the exact same job in an exact urgent care setting. same thing. Yeah, so exact same thing. I've worked urgent care for seven years, eight years now. Mm-hmm. That's and that's 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 been my bread and butter as a, as a nurse practitioner. It's what I've well, I've only worked urgent care. I've worked urgent care and ER basically until I started my own businesses. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I I feel you. We do the exact same job, but it's just a different training. It's a different background, and that's the I guess that's the conundrum about the entire process in terms of pay goes um, for the nurse practitioner. I understand the reasoning too, why we get paid less and we have less school, but at the end of the day, we're functioning the same way. We're doing the exact same job. Mm. And that's another reason why I'm trying to empower nurse practitioners to start their own business and start your own practice. You can make more than what a doctor can make if you do it right. Yeah. And, and, and dude, I, I just can't thank you enough because you know, you finally gave me uh, an avenue. Um, to start my own business. You know, I, I invested cash myself. It's low risk, high reward. That's how I practice medicine. That's how I live my life. And um, that's your model for the elite nurse practitioner. A lot of people don't, this is the thing about business, right? My personal life, if my business doesn't work dude, that's fine. Like, Hey, I learned from it. What can I learn from this? Let's start the next one. Right. And um, a lot of people I'm baffled by the amount of smart, so-called smart people that carry around 
get that live these very tumultuous lives, right? Where, you know, divorce, cheating, like, like, how can you start a business when your life is so up and down? Like, I don't understand this. Like, I have so much time, Justin, how much time is in the day? A lot. Like, oh, yeah. If you, if you focus your energies, you can get a tremendous amount of work done in eight hours. Yeah, man. I, like, I still get sleep. I still do all this stuff. Absolutely. I'm like, I'm baffled by what people say. I don't have time. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't scroll Facebook. I don't scroll Instagram. I don't scroll. No. I don't even have TikTok. I, I have Twitter now because of my podcast, but that's a necessary evil because I'm using it more for business, all this Correct. stuff. But like, Correct. I don't understand. People don't even understand. I go, I go, what are you doing with your time? And don't use your kids as an excuse. Like, no, like, I can't believe people use their children as an excuse not to work out. I go, that's more of a reason to work out. So you live longer. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Like, it's Absolutely. all perspective. Absolutely. It's all perspective. And it's, yeah, we live in a society, man, of learned helplessness. Mm -hmm. You know, we just do. People can't take responsibility for their own actions and for what they do. And I don't want to get on a soapbox here or anything like that, but it's just, you just look at reality. And that's what it is. And that's, and that's exactly right. I don't understand how you don't have enough time to do some things. And like you said, social media, it's a necessary evil. I had, I'm 36 years old and I literally started my Facebook account about a year and a half ago, strictly because for business purposes only. Other than yeah. that, I think it's poison. Well, I, I don't think it's natural. Yeah, it's not natural, but I think, I think all of this like technology, right? I think that I listen to Joe Rogan a lot. I think he's like changing the world. He's amazing. Um, but he gave me, he gave me the pitch to start my own podcast and our podcast is going to start climbing. And I, I personally don't want any fame. I just, I have a mission statement. A personal one is to help as many people as I can while enjoying this life. So I'm not sure. going to, I'm not going to help people at the expense of myself, but I will help people because I do feel like I have strengths. I have a story. I have seeds I can just plant. And every day, Justin, I, I receive a message that someone is thankful every day. I receive yeah, isn't that message. Awesome? Yeah, dude, it's, it's so rewarding. Awesome. It's like yeah. you know, people can hate on me. They could say, Oh, you know, if I get famous, dude, and whatever that means, whatever famous means, I, I don't want that at all. I don't care. I don't, I don't watch the Kardashians. I don't watch reality TV. I, I actually just live reality. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand what the point of reality life. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just think all this stuff has a negative and a positive. Yin and yang. You know, I'm a big motivational guy. Jordan Peterson type stuff. You know, order and chaos. Uh, Tony Robbins talks about certainty and uncertainty. Like I can't know every day. So part of having a podcast of business is trying. You got to swing for the fences when you're in batting practice, right? And, right. you know, that comes from my personal life, business life, but you, you have to be more critical thinking and logical, but also understand that emotion plays a role in it. Like I still believe in soulmates, man. I know that's probably not realistic, but I'm not going to be dumb and date a woman that's a drug addict because I'm not going to fix that, you know? I certainly would hope not, dude. No, but I'm just saying like, you know, I don't care that, right. you know, when I was younger, I was more of a broken person. So I tended to just date other people that were also broken. And now my actual passion is, is mental health and emotional health. So I might get my sight. I don't know. We'll see. But I, the power of the mind, when you actually can heal that, right? People don't understand that when you actually heal, I can walk into a room, Justin, I'll give an example. I had a patient recently and in five, in 10 minutes, I found out she was sexually abused at age five. So I found out more in that 10 minute urgent care visit. And she came to me, uh, she's like early 20s. She came to me not eating for three weeks. Everything was fine. She had a somatic symptom related to psychiatric issues, right? And I go, 
I go, okay. So I, I asked, because I've read studies uh, about abuse, and I said, hey, so I ruled out anything physical. No, nothing physical could be going on. And I go, okay. So I said, are you stressed? You stressed at home. Okay, I'm just going to ask the why, why, why. You get the five whys, you get to the root. So I eventually go, hey, you know, I used to watch Dr. Drew on the, the, the love show or whatever. It was really good. He, um, he would go right to abuse, and he'd be like, you know, where are you abused? So I ask her, have you been physically, emotionally, or sexually abused? She goes, yes, I was abused. I go, well, what age were you? Five. And I go, well, what kind of abuse? She goes, sexual. And I go, okay, so I'm going to tell you that I really care about you. I'm going to tell you that I think you're a warrior. I'm going to tell you that I don't think you can even be who you truly are until you actually tackle that abuse. I'm not the expert for it, but I can tell you and point you in the right direction. And that 10-minute appointment was better than any therapy session she's ever had. How do you... Isn't it amazing? It's just a few questions. When I do a medical cannabis evaluation, like oftentimes I'm helping people with a 10-minute medical cannabis evaluation, get them a medical cannabis card to treat their symptoms. And within that 10 minutes, I'll change someone's life. And it's extremely rewarding. You know what I mean? Like they get off of all their opioids, they get off all their medications, all that stuff, and use a natural herb just by simply listening to them and offering you an alternative. And that's what you did. Like if I saw that patient in the urgent care, I probably would have got that out of her. So well done. I probably would have just ruled out the physical symptoms and sent her on her way. Yeah, man, I so, have- um, Yeah, good for uh, you. Thanks, man. And it's not, again, I don't want to ever preface that I am cocky. Like my ego's fine, okay? Like I'll tell you what I, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest guy in the world. I'm not the strongest, not the fastest, not the smartest. I think I'm a pretty good package, but I only compare myself to the man I was yesterday. So I really don't care when people give me compliments, like it's nice, thank you. But really it's what I think of myself, right? And a very few people can really alter maybe my opinion because you know what I mean? Like you can't allow others to impact the way you feel about yourself. So people that think I'm cocky, like they just don't know. If you, if you follow me enough, you know it's not just about the bottom line. It's not just about my ego. Like I'm not narcissistic, you know what I mean? Some people get take that personal and um, but anyways, like, so when it comes to this, I think as providers, we're all unique. And so like you, Justin, I could tell already you're clinically like a very experienced fucking badass nurse practitioner. Like, you know, you're that guy, you're on the right extreme of an NP when it comes to that. For me, I don't, I don't have the clinical experience that you have or, you know, the science and all that, but I, I am really good at connecting with people. I'm really good at reasoning with them. And I've had that, I've had the connection with people before even being in healthcare. It's just the way I've been for a long time. I'm it's able to just, strength. yeah, it's, it's a strength. strength yeah. Utilize it, you know, utilize that. Absolutely. And, that, and that's, that's what, what should that's what people want, right? Like, it's not always the science. You don't need to know the Krebs cycle to understand that, hey, this person's like kind of semi-suicidal and they really need help now, or maybe they don't make it, right? That's not, this is not pertinent a lot of the science most of the time, right? A lot of it is is the the communication. It's the it's understanding body language. It's understanding the right questions to ask. And sometimes we miss stuff, right, Justin? Because the patient won't tell us. Or you know, I've seen I don't know what your record is, but I've seen sixty patients in a day. And that is at an urgent care where I'm the only provider. I was with the last. Yeah. I think it was one complicated Sucks. lack. That was a couple chest pains, a couple and you know workups and shit. It wasn't just and it's COVID, so I'm having to like you know, whatever, go in the rooms. I test them myself. It was horrible, horrible. And I'm seeing telemedicine at the same time. Like, can you imagine what that 12 hour day is? It's horrible. Like, yeah. but uh, yeah, man, I, uh, yeah. I do work for an yeah. urgent care though. I want to give a shout out. They give me a shot. A lot of new NPs 
don't have the background to start in urgent care because urgent care is actually one of the most difficult environments to work. I didn't realize that until I shadowed a uh, DO that worked in urgent care. And dude, this guy's a surfer, bro. I'm going to have him on my podcast eventually. But dude, he's one of the smartest guys ever. He said, yeah, I didn't really study in med school. I can just read something and then it's stuck in my brain. And I go, whoa, like this guy had a baby in med school, rode his bike to med school. You know what I mean? Like barely got any sleep. And like he was, I think he went to med school in Chicago at Midwestern there. And he's such a stud, bro. I didn't understand how smart he was until he's like, yeah, so this muscle attaches here, this segment's here, blah, blah, blah. This nerve root's here. Like he was an encyclopedia of freaking information when it came to anatomy and physiology. I was like, whoa, man. And he's an urgent care guy, you know? Yeah. And yeah. He, he was smarter than most ER docs I've ever talked to. I go, dude. And, you know, he's, he's rare in an urgent care setting because urgent care, it just depends what provider you get. I've never turned anyone away. Unless it's not, it's not in my scope, obviously, you know, or um, they're, they're uh, rude or having like crazy, I don't know, they're um, abusive you, towards us. Now you believe, you believe in a nurse practitioner for one year though, correct? Not even, yeah, bro. Since, uh, what is, uh, August, September I started? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you're, uh, you're, um, you, you, I guess your enthusiasm and you being, you know, I guess fresh into it really entertains me. I was exactly like that you know, the first couple of years of practicing urgent care. I would work up anything and everything, you know. We had a CT scanner on site. We had, we had, a, we had a lab on site. It was really almost like a small satellite emergency department, really. I, mean, I, I had everything there. I would work up anything. And what I found, though, over the years of practicing, because I've been doing it for seven or eight years now, is that the – intervention you're going to provide if you work up an abdominal pain for example in urgent care mm -hmm. the intervention you can't deliver in an urgent care or a chest pain or you know those types of things so what i've realized i've gotten older and been doing this for a while is that sometimes it's probably not the best use of our time and our energy to see every single patient you possibly can simply because you're wasting their time and you're wasting possibly wasting their money when you know the intervention would be better served possibly in urgent care or, or, or an emergency department rather, or with a specialist or something, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, yeah, try to keep that enthusiasm. Try, try to keep that as you go through your career, man. But I'll tell you, um, the human psyche, I just don't think we're designed to see these high volume 60, 70 patient days um, long term. You know, I've, I've been there, I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm not gonna lie, you know? Yeah. So and, um, yeah, I've, seen, I've seen 90 patients by myself once. It so was I'll, insane. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. So I'm, I'm really lucky because new, new grad nurse practitioners get taken advantage of, right? I had one offer oh, yeah. that was oh, sure. so ridiculous. I had this chiropractor. Uh, it actually should be illegal. So this chiropractor um, offered me a job. And he goes, you know, chiropractors go by doctor all the time. They're not doctors. I don't understand that. They hide behind that name and it bothers me. Like, stop right. it. Stop it. So uh, respect the title of MD and DO because they, they know so much. I'm not saying they're a good person. I'm not saying they're the smartest doctor. Just respect the title. Stop. If you're a speech pathologist and you happen to have a doctor, stop going by doctor. You confuse people. Like it's not about titles. Like stop it. But uh, anyways, it's a separate topic. Who has the bigger dick? That's what it comes that, down that's to. That's what it comes down to, dude. It's a pissing contest. Yeah. It's a pissing, it's a pissing contest. contest. People want to fucking feel like they have a big dick, you know? Whatever, man. And this doctor you can call me whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Call yeah, me bro. whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't go by shit. Frank, man. I don't care what my title is. <laughs> I just you go know, by Frank. Try, I go by Justin. Just say, what's up? My name's Justin. You know, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. man. I, uh, 
Um, it, it's so funny you say that. And this is such, that's what this podcast is just a bro podcast. Like one of the, one of the guys that's going to be joining the podcast is, as a main guy now is a ER physician, but he's such a bro, such a cool guy. My other friend, he's like just high frequency stuff, man. Like I don't even, I don't care about politics. It's such a joke. Like I just laugh. It's so funny. Like the two oh, candidates no, we have, I just laugh, dude. I'm like, you want me to get upset because one candidate doesn't know where he's at. And the other one is just talking shit all day on Twitter. Like what, what is to get upset about? Like the president is not that important of a role. If you follow, follow policy the last 20 years, it's the same crap. Like, it's, not, man. it's, it's turned into a political bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's political. It's a media driven thing, man. Yeah. In office does not, it doesn't matter that much. I'm sorry. Really Trump did not cause the economy to blow up. No, like, and he's not causing you know, COVID to be wor- like worse either. Like, I mean, he's uh, made bad decisions, but like, God, you can't blame the guy and credit him for everything. He's just a dude that happens to be a like guy. a used car salesman that has a, like was from New York. You know? right. And then, yeah. and then Biden has been in office for forty years. He's been in office so long that he should have two retirements, and he's like that guy at the retirement home that's senile and racist. You know, yeah, exactly. that's who Biden is. Like, he doesn't even know where he's at. Like, oh my God. Oh, he's just anyways. a face, man. He's just a puppet. That's dude. it, man. That's it. Who's the it's, master behind it? You know what uh, I mean? Who's the yeah. master behind it? I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. It just makes me laugh. You just live your life. But and then, you can't, yeah, yeah, you can't change that stuff. But what you can do, though, is, uh, you know, I like, I like, again, visualization. A lot of salespeople are visualizers, right? And you start thinking about, you ever heard the saying, like a butterfly flaps its wings in Japan, and then it's a hurricane 500 miles away? Mm-hmm. You ever heard that? So you do have grassroots initiatives. You do have people like a Joe Rogan, who I've listened to the guy for like three years, man. He's like the smartest dumb guy ever. And he's just a bro. But he has these experts, man, that actually discuss things for three hours, like when it's a tough topic, like a tough topic, like the economy. He had Peter Schiff on the other day. And, you know, he's a little doomsday guy, a little bit too much for me, but Hey, he's telling you like, look, I had hope for Trump, but then look at the economy now. It's not good. It's a house of cards. It's been that way for a long time and it needs the reset. You need to let the economy fail where it needs to. And then it, then it regrows where it's efficient. You can't keep, you can't keep uh, bailing out the banks and the airports and the airlines. When, Don't even get me started. Don't yeah, right. Me started. You know, yeah. these businesses that took out these loans that didn't even need them, like the LA Lakers. Oh my God, they took a loan. Did you know that? The Los Angeles Lakers took a uh, PPP loan and had to give it back. I go, that's insane. They should be sued. They should be fined and sued. I know a dentist in my area who took out the, uh, 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 I guess it was the employment assistance program or whatever. So they didn't have to lay off employees or whatever Uh it was. So it would cover payroll for like 60 days or whatever it was. Uh The guy was fully booked still, still seeing patients like, what are you yeah. doing? You know, awesome. like just taking advantage of this stuff. I mean, just, ah, I don't know. I, I won't take a dime from the federal government. Neither should you. Yeah, I, I don't want, I, this is the thing. So no. um, when, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So everyone has their own line in the sand, right? Where they draw their own morals and ethics, right? So you have like, uh, man, I could talk to you for hours, man, seriously. But I love where this podcast has just been kind of all around, but very inclusive. Yep. But um, when it comes to this stuff like me, I could have taken out a PPP loan because I'm 1099. But I said, I actually haven't missed a day. Um, I did get COVID in February. I never got tested, but I got copped in the face by a patient. Um, that was before we were like worried about it at the time in Arizona. We didn't have anybody. So I was like, whatever. Symptomatic. 
yeah. Yeah, two days later, man, I had, I had a severe fever, malaise, body aches, like crazy, um, sore throat, and then I had a lingering cough for like two weeks. I went back to work with a mask after like three, four days, because I don't get paid unless I show up to work. I don't have benefits. Right, exactly. I'm a 1099. You got to go, man. You got to do it. Yeah, and also, uh, my clinic at the urgent care had to shut down over the weekend because I wasn't there. So I feel bad for the staff that doesn't get paid. I feel bad for the patients that don't get to see me. Um, being a provider has been such an eye-opening process because as a nurse, I could call off, right? Even though I hate calling off. But it, uh, it's tough when the provider's not there, man. Like, it's all on you. Everything is on you. Um, yeah. It's a, a much different paradigm. Um, one of the things that drives me, though, Justin, because I'm – you know, I've done so many different things, dude. So many jobs. I've had 15, 20 jobs. I just kept trying and trying. And I took a little bit of skills everywhere I went. You know, I've done finance, insurance. I've done sales when I was young. I was really good at it. Um, I sold TVs for like three years. Um, I did air conditioning in the Air Force. I, did, I was a cop on base for a little bit. Got tased. I, uh, I did woodworking with my stepdad. He's really talented in labor. So I tried all kinds of things. I went into nursing at 23 because I just wanted a, and I went to a really expensive school. Uh, Chamberlain. They're like 90 grand for their BSN. Uh, my GI bill paid for it. So it was not free. You, know, you can join the military and get a GI bill. But I um, just went into it because I knew that I didn't want to make $10 an hour anymore. So I just wanted to get a job that I could make. Hey, I started 26. And then when I was done nursing, I was making like 55 an hour, something like that. Um, Justin, you good, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one oh, second, sorry. dude. Yeah, no one second. Worries. Sorry. And again, here, I'm just going to shout out to my podcast again. So just a couple dudes with a K, we promote good men. What we mean by that is we lead by being good men. You know, me, Brandon, Eric, um, you know, Brandon's a married guy with two kids. He's such a good guy. Uh, Eric just got engaged recently. So cute. They're going to have the cutest babies with Anella. She's such a stud. Um, she recently has been competing with uh, her physique competition with women and She's Filipino, one of the hardest working women you'll ever meet. I don't know what's up with Filipino people, but they're the hardest working people ever. And I love them. So, and then you get me, just Frank. So I have my pot, my uh, business opening October 16th, which initially will be stem cell injections, PRP injections, and a bupivacaine injection. But, um, and then it's going to grow from there. So check us out on Instagram, Facebook. We have a Twitter now for Jack. We have a website which is going to be way better now and uh, very exciting things. So, and then we got Justin who, man, this guy's a stud nurse practitioner. I read his book that he wrote, which is an electronic book and it was worth every dollar. It just solidified my thinking on how to bridge and start a business in Arizona and most, a lot of States in the United States, nurse practitioners can practice independently. Meaning I don't need a physician to sign my orders, which is a benefit for them and me. Because when you have two people treating the same patient, it costs more money, plus the physician has more liability. So the physicians don't want to oversee my practice, and they should. Oh, of course they don't. So no. um, I've had a provider, actually, really smart guy. He was a physical therapist. Shout out to um, Dr. Guelco out of Honor Health Delago. He's such a freaking cool guy. He was a physical therapist, then got his DO, and uh, such a stud, dude. This guy is so smart. He, he was telling me that I don't work in an ER setting on purpose because I don't want to sign PA's orders. And he said that in the future, something's going to have to change because with the cost, if you can pay a nurse practitioner, you know, hundred grand a year, which you can start in anyways, um, you're going to save a lot of money for a primary care physician compared to paying 250 for a doctor. So 
you know, you have to understand that physicians are going to be more the specialists. They're going to start seeing more of the complicated cases, kind of oversee things. I think the future, there won't be physicians in the urgent care setting because you can't make money that way. And then you won't see physicians as much in the ER setting. You'll see them even in the future, maybe more of a tele type uh, setting, telemedicine type setting. Um, and that's going to save money for the hospitals. It's going to save money for the patient. It's going to increase uh, the amount of providers that can see patients. So again, that's the, that's the market just changing in healthcare because we already are socializing and people don't realize that. Like the model is already socializing. Um, have you noticed that, Justin, or have any thoughts on that? Uh, on how it's coming, well, I mean, with the Affordable Care Act, I mean, pretty much anyone can get insurance for the most part. So, I mean, very few people in this country are going to go without health insurance. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's a, I wouldn't say it's a lie, but I just don't think it's very accurate. I think most people can get some form of health coverage in this country. And even if they can't, there are charity programs available too to help, mm -hmm. you know, people. So yeah, I don't think that, I mean, we definitely are going towards more of a socialist kind of process for sure. Yeah. And th that's the thing. So, um, that's a complicated topic. Again, we're not going to, we're not going to go too deep into that. That's not, that's not why we're here, but I think that people aren't understanding that insurance is going higher and higher. And with that, you're having people go outside of it. So like our businesses are cash based. Then the reason why is not to just make more money, but it's to empower the patient and empower our practice. Because when insurance dictates what we do, it costs us more money. It costs the patient more money. It also dictates what kind of care I can do. So insurance has to be covered by FDA treatment and all that. And America, the FDA helps, but at times it's very much a hindrance because you have like stem cells that have been used for decades. And it's finally getting used in America. Like it's been, I mean, we are so behind on the anti-aging, the, anti the regenerative medicine. And that's where I'm going to be leading because I, I did, a, just I did a, the other day, I did an NAD plus and a glutathione IV injection myself. Like I just want to do things that, you know, are going to empower the body and propel the body to heal itself. Because there's people that are projecting like living a healthy life to 150. I don't know if you've researched any of that, but it's pretty wild. I think it's possible. I think, the, uh, you know, the direction that we're moving with the regenerative medicine and that kind of thing, I think that is definitely a possibility, um, even with hormone replacement and that kind of stuff, you know. And like you were saying, uh, yeah, I mean, insurance doesn't want to pay for treatment options and different services and interventions that will actually help you be healthy. They don't, they don't pay for those kinds of things. They only pay for medications and surgeries and only FDA approved things. And a lot of what we do in a cash-based practice is not necessarily FDA approved. And it's not necessarily mainstream medicine. And the reason why it's not mainstream medicine is because there's a lot of people that have their fingers dipped in mainstream medicine and they don't want these alternative treatment options to be approved to become mainstream because it's going to then affect their bottom line. So, you know, you guys, yeah. you got to look through the bullshit. There's plenty of it. So yeah, mm. cash model allows you to do whatever you want. You can provide affordable service, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing. It helps the patient too. People don't understand this because people Absolutely. are entitled. When they have insurance, they're entitled. They're like, I have insurance. I go, so? Like, so does but, everyone. Right. So what, right? right? Just because you have insurance doesn't mean you get taken care of. Just because you have Medicaid, right? You get free insurance. Doesn't mean that. This is how I try to tell people. The healthcare, like my urgent care, right? Um, I'm actually 
I want to shout out to the urgent care. I work for Alliance Urgent Care. There's six locations. It's actually fit, uh, owned by a doctor and a, and a lady that's a business manager. And they're both amazing. I love both of them. Uh, they genuinely care about the staff. Uh, they're not bottom line. We are the cheapest urgent care in the valley. We only charge $90 for a cash pay visit. That is wow. stealing. That's, yeah. that's stealing. And people, I had a kid throw that in my face. Like, I paid cash. I go, so? Like you paid $90 to get my professional opinion with thousands of hours of clinical research and you, you like pack boxes for a living and you want me to, you want me to, to succumb to your bullshit. Like, and that's a kid that threatened me, you know? And I'm like, are you serious? You're entitled because you paid 90 bucks. Take your 90 bucks and shove it up your ass. Like you don't, I don't need your money, stupid. Like I'm not even going to give free medical advice because my time, like I've, I've spent, and I know you're this way, Justin, I've spent so many hours, dude learning on my own because you can't just learn from the medical textbook the medical textbook yeah. isn't always right not only is it not always right it's outdated by the time it's printed. Absolutely. so you you as a provider i spend so many hours a week on my own trying these things right i've done these treatments i've, I've tried different modalities i've done with my own struggles and i can tell you look this has worked i've done it for i have people argue diets with me and i go I go, okay, so I have helped people lose weight, feel better, look better, and I have abs and look better and look good for my age. So who has more of a uh, ground to stand on? The person that watches right. a documentary on Netflix <laughs> or, right. or me? And I'm not here to, to say I know more, but I do. Like, right. that's what's funny. So it's like, okay, I had a physician the other day, man. Uh, he, his BMI was 40, big old fat boy. And really smart when it comes to, you know, the medical textbook, that's fine. Uh, he asked about my business and I told him and he said the, the evidence is bullshit. That's what he told me. So I brought up my business. He shot it down. I go, okay. He said testosterone is a scam. And I go, okay, I've taken testosterone and I, it's not a scam. Um, it's definitely overdone. I love testosterone. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah exactly. It. <laughs> um, I don't want to be on it, Justin, because I, I've dabbled. I took steroids and stuff. I don't want, I'm already so strong and so driven. I just don't want you're it. You're 31, dude. You don't need it, man. Wait till you're about 35, 36. Nah, you I, yeah, <laughs> I, I want I want to have babies and stuff, so we'll see. But um, uh, You can maintain your fertility. No, I know. I just hate taking something, man. My dad's 59 and just got put on uh, a Nastrozole. So, like, I mean, I have pretty good genetics. So, um, we'll see. But what I'm saying is, like, this guy anyway. called me out, right? He's an ER physician, called me out. And I go, you're fat as hell. He also debated the low fat diet. I said, the low fat diet was one of the worst recommendations that's killed millions of people. And you want, he goes, well, it helps with hypercholesterolemia. And I don't know how much you know about cholesterol, Justin, but cholesterol has been now, there's cardiologists that don't even check your LDL. So, because it's not LDL, that's the thing, right? We thought it was, maybe it's a part of the pie, but it's not the pie, right? So if this doctor wants to tell me stem cells don't work, why are people paying 11 grand for bilateral knee injections if it's bullshit? They're not. If it didn't work, they wouldn't fucking pay for it. Exactly. And why are people you going know? testosterone? I've been on it. It works. If you do it right for the right reasons, it works. Second, and then, then, he, then he tells me a low-fat diet. And I go, man, he, he was trying to use his – and then he used this, this curve of knowledge, and he used it to put me down. Dude, this is in one shift. And I go, Jesus Christ. This guy uses his word uh, jujitsu. He asked me what my business was. Put me down, then made up a bunch of stuff he doesn't know what he's talking about. Then he's fat as fuck. He's fat as fuck. And I go, how are you going to speak on diet when you don't even follow a good diet? 
You know, right. this is what right. blows my mind, Justin. I'm like, oh my god. I know, I know, dude. I know. And uh, you know, back back to the whole, you know, if someone paying you ninety dollars, um, yeah, you're paying for your time and your experience, just like an accountant, just like a lawyer. You know, you might not see the value at this contract you just paid five thousand dollars for from the lawyer, but what you're paying for is you're paying for their expertise, their energy, exactly. their. You're paying for their knowledge, and that's exactly what they're paying us to do too. That's I own a men's health testosterone replacement clinic. People pay me cash for what I'm offering. I get people who bitch and complain all the time. Why don't you take insurance? Because insurance isn't going to pay for your testosterone. They're not going to. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. They don't. They're not going to. Your 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 total testosterone level is 400. You have all the symptoms, but according to the book, according yeah. to the guidelines, mm -hmm. no, you don't qualify for treatment. That's why I don't take insurance. You know what I mean? Even though they yeah. feel better, so. They're paying me $125 a month, $125 a month for unlimited visits, testosterone replacement therapy, B12 shots. Like, I mean, it's a fucking deal, you know? Yeah, but no, yeah, it's a deal for them. It's a deal for you, man. And I'm like, get out of here. If you want to bitch about right. it, go to someone else that doesn't know what they're talking about. Go to someone that takes right. insurance. Right. They don't know go what this fat, right. Go this fat chick down the street who does testosterone replacement therapy, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. guy who has a six-pack yeah. who, you know, benches 280 who's yeah. on testosterone, who lives the life, yeah. or go this fat bitch over here and see what she does. Yeah, for I know. Um, I, oh, dude. And like, I think we do come across very brash, you know, with cursing, but we, we mean well, because deep down, we do care about the patient, but also a business. I follow the book, uh, Tom's, you know, that company. Uh, mm -hmm. you, ever heard, you ever heard of Tom's? No. Oh, so it's a shoe company. So he started the company with oh, okay, when he yeah. sells a shoe, he gives a shoe, right? Um, it's also right. a for-profit business, but they give a ton of money back. The not-for-profit sure. versus profit, a lot of that's just catchy stuff. It sounds better than it is, right? Um, but you just have to understand the model. So like with you and I, Justin, we, we're here to be successful, but we also are there to make the patient happy and healthy. So a lot of Absolutely. insurance, like the, my EMDR experience, again, eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing. I went to a therapist that takes cash. And the reason why she does that is because uh, insurance is not pay for intensive therapy. What that means is I did two days of eight hours each of intensive EMDR uh, treatment. Insurance only pays for once a week for a 90 minute session. The problem with that is it's like, it's like um, shoveling mud. Okay. You don't really get very far, right? right. In two days, right. it, it completely changed my life, Justin. Two days. That's it. And, and what, what was crazy about it is like, I had to pay, you know, two grand for two days, but she was worth a hundred thousand dollars to me. Like, you know, she was worth that much. And people are like, well, I don't have the money, but you, you buy, you know, stupid stuff like a fancy car. I have a Corolla, man. It's got 90,000 miles. It's paid for. Every day. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing with your money? You make over a hundred grand. What, where's your money? Like you don't right. budget. I use this app called every dollar. It's free. Everybody on earth should budget. I don't understand this thing. Two out of 10 people budget. And I'm like, how do you not budget? Because then you don't know where it goes, right? Like you don't really understand how much food you spend or how many, you know, um, side things you buy every day on Amazon, right? We're, we're struck by consumerism that is like completely taken over our lives, which is a big problem of COVID, right? Um, you know, the, a lot of our issues in society, COVID is like the black light on society, okay? It's just showing these root issues like, you know, how unstable financially we are, right? A lot of these businesses that are closing need to close because they, they didn't have cash close. reserves. They didn't have cash right. reserves. They, right, they need to close. You know, what happened to tough times? You know, I mean, I don't, 
I don't think people should needlessly suffer, but what happened to tough times, you know? I mean, this these bailouts, all this money just being printed off and just given away for people's lack of their own responsibility. I just, I don't get it. Can you explain that to me? I don't understand it. Like, what kind so, of society do we live in? Like, yeah, we, uh, you know, we need, yeah. to hand out. So I think that people have good intentions. That's what I tried to understand. So people have really good intentions when they say, let's just shut things down. Cause they're trying to think of, you know, grandma getting COVID and dying. I go, I get sure. it. I get right. it. No, I get you that. you I get mean it. well, your that. heart's in the right place, but you're not using, you're not understanding the logic. Okay. So when you shut down, there are also, also deaths of despair. Um, suicide is up, drug use, alcohol use, um, abuse, everything that's related to stress on the system is up. And to understand that, I think about all the people that we're seeing with suicide. I'm going to have a crisis therapist on. Uh, she recently talked about a situation where mom had a two and a four-year-old in her arms and she killed herself uh, with her kids in her arms. Um, she's starting to see a lot more of this. And so for people to say, let's just shut down, you're being very um, insensitive. You're being very short-minded and you're not understanding, you know, is it, you know, 90 year old grandma that dies, a lot of these people, man, they're ready. They're ready to go. They want to go. Um, people don't understand that there's a circle of life and um, it's sad, but I think people need to understand that we, we have built um, weak people for a long time and I'm weak, right? Uh, my grandfather, uh, a very strong man, he died in uh, 98, but he was, uh, born and raised in 1920 so he went through the depression and he was eight years old yeah he went through a lot he went through the depression very funny guy he um he went through the depression and he was eight years old when his parents were taken off to, to jail for bootlegging uh you know like a vodka or something like that he was eight years old the cops didn't care that he was the oldest of the house and he was eight years old at home like they didn't care back then right they had, you know, uh, the depression was crazy times, way worse than the Great Recession. But the Great Recession uh, propelled me forward. That's when I got my finances serious. That's when I have six months emergency fund. That's when I realized like, hey, there's no such thing as security. That's an absolute fallacy, right? The only security is what you bring to the table each and every day. That's it. That's the only security you can have. And can society fail? Yes. I do happen to have a light bug out bag that is you know, has some food and, and stuff like that. And it's also my hiking and hunting bag. So it's realistic. But is there a chance society fails? Yes. You know, has every society fallen over time? Yes. Do we know it's going to fall? I don't know. We don't really know, right? Um, is gold the answer? No, I can just break that. That's no. a dumb thing, right? Really bartering. If, if the system fails, you have to barter. You have to look at like Katrina, right? Katrina was a realistic uh, thing. It got really disgusting and gross, right? So if electricity is off, you have three days, you have no food. That's it. Three days. And then society falls that fast. So Oh, yeah. Dude, grocery stores, like, they have enough, like a Walmart or a grocery store, I think, have, like, seven days worth. That's it. After seven days, those shelves are empty, man. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I just think what's empowered me, um, I actually have been going through a lot. My, uh, my stepbrother had a very serious car accident. He was ejected out of a vehicle. And um, it's, it's really sad. So I, I just think I've seen a lot of death in my life. Um, and it's just empowered me, man, to 
to enjoy every day, to understand that you're not going to live forever. And that's the most empowering thing in the world. Like COVID doesn't scare me, man. Like I've had it. I, I don't even need to do antibodies because it's not a good test. Um, but I got coughed in the face and was sick two days later. So don't tell me it's not COVID. You know what I mean? Like it was COVID. So, um, but what I'm saying is even if I die of COVID, man, it's, it, it doesn't scare me because it doesn't help, right? Um, it doesn't help to be fearful. Living, no. living in fear is not a way to live. It's not, you know? Yeah, it's not. Fear's, so Yeah, fear is the mind killer, man. It is. Like mm -hmm. you can't let fear dictate your life. And it just amazes me just how fearful people are. I, mean, I get where they're coming from. I do. But in a I, way, I don't. Yeah. I personally just can't relate and agree with it. I just don't like when people like, so I, I go back to history. I wasn't a big history major or anything like that. I didn't like history, but now that I get older, I look at history more and I go, you know, that's people awesome. say, people say racism's worse than ever. I go, no, that's not true because we had like the 1960s with MLK and you had blatant racism. So it's okay to understand that we need to improve that, you know, policing needs to improve, all these things need to improve, but do not make these outlandish arguments. Stop calling uh, Trump a fascist when that is reserved for very, very horrible people like Hitler. Like, do right. not call people Nazis unless they, that is such a really strong term. And you're dismissing the 6 million Jewish folk that died and were brutally murdered. Like, do not do that. And that was less than a hundred years ago, Justin. Like my, my family know. are Polish, man. And my family came over here on a boat. My name is misspelled. It's uh, Lewandowski, L-E-V. The, the letter V does not even exist in the Polish language. It was misspelled at Ellis Island. So just going, yeah, so it's actually Lewandowski, L-E-W, but a W is spelled, it sounds like a V. So anyways, just a, just a throwback. My family comes over from Ireland and Poland, so I'm Eastern European. My family came over because Eastern Europe fell apart. Poland has been attacked so many times in Europe, and it was just sad, right? You have a bunch of warriors over there. And even to this day, they're still in this really weird position politically and stuff like that um, in Europe. But um, you have Germany that was like 1940s, man. That's not even 100 years ago. And you had people being burnt alive, gassed, all this stuff. I, I read the book by Viktor Frankl. It's called, um, what's it called? God, I forget it. Do you know Viktor Frankl? Do you know his story? I don't know. Okay. So I'm a big book reader um, sometimes. Okay. Um, and let me see something. Sorry. Victor, he's really inspirational in my life. So Viktor Frankl was an Austrian neurologist and psychiatrist what was his what was his book title but anyways he was a psychiatrist that went through the holocaust okay so he actually was a holocaust survivor and went through it like i forget i think it was over three years man and he talked about um i think it's like a life's meaning oh, oh it's man's search for meaning and this is a psychiatrist neurologist very smart man at the time that went through three to four years. He lost his wife. He lost other family members. I mean, horrible, right? But he said, right. he said, you think the Holocaust was nothing but just sadness. He's like, but you would see guys that would joke and have fun and, and do that. He said, you could tell the guys that gave up. And when they gave up, they died in the next couple of days. There's something about the power of the mind and perspective. He actually created an entire uh, section of psychiatry. It's a different line um, that's not really used in the U.S., but it was just an amazing story to hear a guy that has the you know credentials he has the background he was very observant of things and like i the, one of the worst things in history was the holocaust i can't imagine dude it was so no disgusting doubt. so no hateful doubt. and you have a society like germany today that's one of the best in the world 
they handled oh, yeah. they hand, handled covid amazing their economy is great like they're they have better healthcare literature than we do right our, our healthcare literature is like not very not very good compared to germany and um i don't know man i just i'm just i'm a i'm a natural believer of abundance justin because there's enough people talking about the negative every day that i've been the positive guy since i was young i just thought why waste your time focusing on the negative if the world ends it ends and then you deal with it then if i get COVID right. and die i deal with it then you know right and, right. and deal with it when it comes to you don't anxiety is worrying about the future you can't you have no idea what the future holds for you you don't no one could have predicted yeah. covid no no one could have predicted this actually no you know yeah, not not COVID exactly, but they did predict a virus that eventually was going to take over, right? We were, well, sure. our, you know what I mean? Right. Like, they're like, oh, you know, but what I'm saying oh. is like, we have, and there's actually things you can do. That's what's cool. I uh, I reposted Bill Maher's video on, uh, he talks about how obesity, right? Dude, you've seen it. The COVID with obesity is crazy. If your BMI is over 40, you're going to die of COVID. Like, if you get really sick, you're, you're not going to make it. Like, the yeah, outcomes dude, are really you're... poor. You're unhealthy to begin with. I mean, we expect, yeah. you know, like very few super healthy individuals die from COVID. Yeah, we're doing a podcast soon with one that a guy was. So it just, you know, there are the exceptions and it is There's so exceptions, sad. There's exceptions, of course. But... And dude, dude, I had a 16-year-old with influenza last year. 16 years old, athlete, a healthy teenager, came into the urgent care with influenza, positive, I think it was positive A, I believe was having seizures, was sitting there having sinkable episodes on me. I had to call EMS. He was in the ICU for four weeks because of flu. You know, like that's what, bad stuff happens. It just does. You can't predict it. And there's really no way to prevent it. If, it's, if, if it happens, it happens. Everyone's physiology, everyone's physiology is different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about COVID too. 80% of people don't even know they even have it. That's, what's, know, that's like, what's crazy about it, right? Right, you know, and it's the same thing with, I mean, even, even flu, some people can carry the flu and be asymptomatic or strep or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's just, some people might lose their sense of taste, that might be their only symptom. I've seen but that then a you have, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen that a lot too, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, then you have someone who's 45 years old who's healthy that dies from it, like, you just can't, mm -hmm. can't predict anything, you know, you, no. you bad things happen. But so, I, I just think... You know, we have to put things in perspective. The fear of COVID is a lot higher than it is. I think we're going to understand things. First of all, you know, not, I don't even really want to talk about COVID, man, to be honest. Like, I've talked about it That's enough. Fun. So I'm right. good. Yeah. But can we talk about some of your businesses, man? Like, maybe push, like, which sure. ones you started yeah. and how they're doing? Yeah. So let me just kind of give you a little background, a little story there. I, mean, I kind of covered it in my book. But so the first business that I ever really started was, I mean, real business. I mean, I was always, you know, hustling and stuff growing up. I, mean, I grew up poor. I came from nothing. I had no direction whatsoever. The only direction I had was maybe a little bit for my grandfather. Like my parents were working. My dad was a truck driver. He was never home. Like I had, I had no direction. So I'm a, I'm a hundred percent self-made man. So I was always hustling, trying to make some money. And um, so I guess my first real business was when I became a nurse practitioner, I decided to open up an opioid addiction treatment clinic. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I messed that up so bad. I made really? so many mistakes. Mm -hmm. I had no business plan. I mean, I just, really? I just started it and just kind of see, yeah, just whatever happened, happened. You know what I mean? But I learned a tremendous amount of information from all of my mistakes. So mm -hmm. I ended up kind of just closing that one down. I gave it to a friend. I don't want to deal with it anymore. It just wasn't my patient population. I couldn't, 
I, mm-hmm. I just couldn't handle the, the, the addict mentality. Just, it, I, can't, I can't, dude, I can't. Yeah. I've had two roommates that are addicts and uh, the lack just, of yeah. uh, responsibility just drives me insane. Yeah. Like it, it just drives, drives me insane. Me insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people can do it. God bless them. I yeah, can't. Thank you, you know? for people that I do. Just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So anyway, so then I started a medical cannabis clinic. And the reason why was because with Suboxone, I was accepting insurance. Mm. And just in the six to eight months I was operating that practice, just operating an insurance accepting practice is such a nightmare. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they won't pay you if they don't want to. If they want their money back, they're gonna take their money back. Like it's mm-hmm. not a way to it's it's not a way to live a life. It's 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 unfree, it's not capitalistic, it's it, it's a socialistic I'm not going to get into all that, but basically yeah. they just tell you how to practice and they pay you what they want to pay you. And I didn't want that. I wanted a free business. The reason why I wanted to start a business was to break free, not to be, have, not, not to have a thumb on me anymore. And accepting insurance is having a thumb on you. So, so I started a medical cannabis clinic and cash only, and um, it blew up and I did things right. And I realized just how powerful accepting cash only in a medical practices like it allows mm-hmm. you to practice how you want it allows you to practice freely and yeah so i started it and i started making a lot of money uh, on the side i'd only work six to eight hours a week and mm-hmm. you know within a year's time i'm making twenty thousand dollars extra a month while still working this urgent care job it was like wow you know like this is this is really powerful so i, I got a taste of what true entrepreneurism is you know Mm -hmm. and yeah so then i invested all of that money though i didn't blow it i didn't go spend money on a bunch of dumb stuff like big Mm -hmm. screen tvs and cars and all this crap i paid off all my debt and then i reinvested every single dollar i made into other businesses so i decided that i'm not going to go into business debt i'm not going to take a loan out why would i do that when i have this cash cow that can fund everything and that's what i did so I invested every dollar I made in medical cannabis and created a men's health testosterone replacement clinic. And that's doing fantastic. We started that two years ago. Um, it's doing great. We're making, uh, I'm making a very healthy side income. We're opening up location number two next month. I just got back um, from, it's, it's a city about 200 miles north of me. Just got back, uh, signed the lease. So I'm pulling the trigger on that. And um, I started the elite nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started a telemedicine practice, um, a property management company, wow. rental properties. Yeah, like I've, I, it's snowballs. It's the snowball effect of business. So Justin, do you, um, I don't write goals down. I just have them in my head, actually. I don't like writing specific goals down. I don't know. I, I don't really follow that. I just constantly like try to balance a teeter-totter between enjoying life and also striving. I like to see progress. I think that's where the enjoyment right. of life is. Do you write goals down? No. No, I, yeah, don't. I don't either. No. Um, no, I've, I've never, I've never wrote a goal down and I've never created a business plan. Ever. Really? Yeah. I did a light business plan for my podcast and just to, just to make sure that we're on the same page. It's very light, dude. It was a light business plan. Cause I think people get, they get in the weeds of stuff. Like you talked about, like I'm an owner of the frankly new joints. I actually paid Vistaprint 90 bucks to come up with the logo, which is fine. It's simple. Fine. And then um, my, my business plan is, is kind of catchy. Cause I think a lot of healthcare is very boring. I think people need to understand, like, it doesn't have to be boring and be healthcare. You know, I, I like some, I'm a colorful type person. I like bright colors and that kind of thing. So 
I, I just like more fun type stuff. Um, I think a lot of practitioners come across way too much with the high level science. Like you and I can talk to a neurosurgeon, Justin, but then we can also talk to a third grade reading level, which is what the average American is, right? So right. you have to uh, dabble in the science, but also dabble in just the communication, right? Absolutely. I mean, marketing is the number one function of any business and you have to understand how to market to someone who has, yeah, a fifth grade reading level. You know, mm -hmm. throwing them in a bunch of scientific language is not, it doesn't mean anything to them. They don't understand no. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you though. But here's a little trick that I've learned maybe for some of your listeners too. Instead of wasting your time on a business plan, instead create your own website. And what you'll find is, is while you're creating the website, you're gonna be like, oh, I need a slogan. And you'll put it in the website, the headline. Okay, so what am I exactly am I doing here? And you'll explain it on the website, you know, the process of how it goes you'll explain it simply for the potential patient or customer or whatever. So you can create your business plan in your website and you knock two birds without one stone. Instead of wasting your time creating this elaborate business plan, you have to do that. Then you have to create your website. So just create the website, have the business plan within that website mm -hmm. and boom, now you have a website and now you've basically created the business plan. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, that, that's the thing. So I only did a business plan because my podcast has two other individuals and we, we actually just, we, we got one guy out and another guy in. So I just want to make sure, Hey, look, this is, this is what we're doing. And we're on the same page. Everyone understands like the mission and the vision. I used to think the mission and vision was kind of cheesy, but it's not. So uh, you need to understand just what, what, what the, the thing is. A lot of your businesses are solo and, and my frankly new joints could be solo. Like I said, I want to enjoy this process. I want to have, um, I have Brandon Lawrence with me and the guys in ER, he's a stud dude. He's just an absolute stud. So he brings something to the table. Um, his right. connection, his, his skills, his, uh, you know, anatomy, physiology, like I've, I've run codes with this guy. This guy's a whiz when it comes to like ultrasound injections. Like he's just a stud doing a good guy. And he's not about just the bottom line. I know the guy. So it's not going to be, he comes in and tries to take over or something stupid like that. So, um, you have to be careful with partners, like you said. Um, but, Oh, yeah. I read that when you said that, but how do they get a hold of your book, man? What is, what is elitenp.com or something? What is the website? Uh, correct. Yeah. So www.elitenp.com. Um, there's plenty of, I mean, there's over a hundred articles now, blog posts. Um, we have the book on the, uh, the course product section and plus multiple different courses on how to create niche medical practices. So, um, you know, even if you're listening and you're not interested in a medical practice, read the blog articles. It's, it's very relevant to really any kind of business. Yeah, you know? it is. So, you know, I follow the Dave Ramsey type method. So everything's cash for me. I don't, I don't believe in debt because it's just higher risk. Right. So I'm, Absolutely. I put my own money into this business. If it goes flat, like I, it doesn't make a difference. I, I budgeted this ahead of time. I saved my own money, whatever. Dude, I, I have no debt, man. I, at 31, finally, I'm not going to have roommates. Awesome, like dude. I own a condo and rent out two rooms. You know, I've done that. So they pay my mortgage the whole time. Yeah, so, man. I grew up uh, very similar to you. I didn't have money. I didn't have cable TV till I was 13. And I remember spending my whole weekend in the room because I didn't know movies were on midday. Um, I was like, wow, this is, this is really nice. I used to watch this house on the prairie because all I had was channel, you know, 45 and 61. Um, so I, and I don't value money unless I earned it. So I don't want people to give me things like, don't give me anything. I don't deserve anything. Like I want to earn my money. Like, I almost think I might go into politics eventually. I don't know, but to give that because you need more people like a Dan Crenshaw that's not about the money or a Tulsi Gabbard, people like that. But 
I don't know, man. Like there's a lot of people in the world right now. Like Elon Musk is a big fan. I'm a big fan of him. People give him crap for being a multi-billionaire. I go, you don't understand. Like he's not money driven. All his actions say he's about changing the world. Like I want to buy a cyber truck and then wrap my name on it uh, for my business, but I'm only going to do it if I can do cash. Right. So um, I think so many things are so positive. So many things are changing. Uh, COVID is going to change the way we live. I don't think we should go all be going to work every day in an office. Like why do we have so much commercial real estate when a lot of these jobs don't need that? We don't need that many vehicles on the road. We don't need the hour commute and all that BS. Like why, why were we living that way? Right. Um, you know, you have, you have like a good mix, like telemedicine. It has its place. I do telemedicine in the urgent care. There's not a lot, dude. Cause like, I can't look in your ear, you know, like you have to kind of like go above the box. I'm like, I really need to see you. So healthcare is always going to have an in-person. There's no oh, way no, sure. telemedicine for takes sure. over, but it has a place. Like it has a place with, uh, you know, primary care and refills or like, you know, Hey, you know, you got a UTI. Laboratory. Yeah, lab, lab stuff. Laboratory yeah, yeah. um, medicine. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the inner city is actually dying. I, I don't think the inner city should actually even exist because why would you pay for prime real estate in inner city now where, you know, you have riots, you have protests, you have, you know, New York where COVID spread like fly. Why did COVID spread? Because it was in New York. They're inside all day, stuck inside, stuck in together like sardines. Like, of course, COVID spread. Like, why, why is Arizona spreading right now? Because we're inside, dude. It's 110 degrees out. Everyone's inside. That's where it spreads, right? That's, that's where it spreads is in the vents, is in the, right. the crappy ventilation. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. We need to be outside, right? But I, I think a lot of good things are coming. I mean, you're, you're pushing business. That's not just for nurse practitioners. Uh, it could be for you know PAs. It could be for MDs, DOs, and then just people on their own oh, yeah. business. Because you talk about structuring your life to where you have. God, what do you call it, Justin? You call it um, like you have a backup to a backup to a backup. What do you call that? Yeah. So financial redundancy. That's so what it's it is. The, yeah. 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 So it's the principle of having a backup for a backup and then a backup for that backup. Like you have multiple income streams mm -hmm. that provide a redundant life. Like if one income stream fails, you have a backup. And if you have six to 12 months of living expenses saved, which is very wise, I mean, you mm -hmm. become, uh, you become financially just a concrete wall. Like nothing can penetrate you. You're, you're secure. And yeah. I think that if you develop that into your life, then you're going to live much more of a free life that's free of anxiety and you can do whatever you want. You know, and I think that should mm -hmm. be the goal of financial independence really. But yeah. So I, financial I, dependency, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you're, are you there, Justin? Are you there financially independent at that point? Cause you just like ran with things, right? Like, are you there? Am I financially independent? Um, I wouldn't say I'm financially independent yet. I think that the next five years I will be there. Where um, what state are you in? Do you mind asking that? Just curious. Uh, I'm in the Southwest like you are. Oh, okay. Independent state or no? Yes. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, no. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I came from back East Yeah. in okay. a very restrictive state. I moved mm -hmm. out West, man. Like, I, I couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, man, I, I look at it like I don't even like the word retirement. That's really weird. 
I think that I just want, you know, Bob Dylan says something, the best thing I can have, he, it's, I'm going to butcher the quote, but he said something about, I, I'm happy because I can do whatever I want. Like, it, it's not, I like working, but it's on my terms. If I have another kid threaten me at work, because I have to take these punks at the urgent care, I'm not going to work it anymore. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just, it's not worth my time. It's not worth the abuse I take. I'm out. Like, if I'm going to allow that crap, like, they shouldn't even be seen. Like, if that happens again, man, the cops will be called. I will be on the phone with them. Like, you don't threaten me. You don't, you don't come at me. And uh, that, I won't put up with that shit. So um, I'm there to help. We are there to help. And that's just not going to happen. My practice, my medical practice I'm starting or whatever, um, there won't be any of that. You know, if I feel that you're going to be a problem and you're not going to follow my directions and you're not ready to change, then I'm not the right practitioner for you. I'm not going to work with you, you a year without progress, right? Right. When you run your own business, you can work on your terms, and that's what's so great about it. You know, you don't mm -hmm. have to clock in. You don't have to follow stupid policies or procedures. You don't have to do yearly, you know, education and these these dumb courses about sexual harassment. All this crap you got to do every year. You don't have to do that stuff. You just you, you do what you want as long as you're following the law. You're not doing anything illegal. It's a very freeing existence. Yeah. Like that patient that you had, you could have just told them to go to hell and get the hell out of my office and fire him there on the spot and ban him from being there. Ever, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was bad, man, because I actually cared. I tried. I thought I came in a little. Sometimes I'm really high energy, Justin. I think we're both pretty intense people. And people take that the wrong way um, because just because you're yeah. intense and high energy doesn't mean you don't care. Like I do care very much. That's why I, I get offended because I'm like, no, I'm, tr I'm trying to help you. Like I, I, I told this right. I wrapped his ankle personally because a lot of people don't wrap an ace wrap correctly. So I wrapped it for him. I didn't have to do that. And I told him, look, he had a two year ankle pain. First time being seen. And I go, well, it's not broken. I'm not going to do an x-ray. That's $30 cash. Like you don't need it. And then he got mad at me because I wasn't answering his question. I go, what question are you needing? I go, you probably need an MRI eventually down the road when you get insurance, right? So here, do this right now. I gave him simple interventions that work. And I go, I'm not, I go, Hey man, if you want x-ray, you have to pay the $30. Let's do it. I don't agree. I'm telling you what I, and he got offended because I think he was just stupid and he had insecurity about how I was talking, you know, fast and smart, but I dumbed it down as much as I could. I go, Hey man, your ligaments and tendons are a rubber band. They, they stretch or they tear. You know what I mean? Like very simple. I can't do it any more simple. And then he got mad at me. He's cursing at me. Like you need an effing better bedside manner. He's yelling at me. Like, Get the fuck out of here, man. I will, I shit bigger than you. <laughs> I shit bigger than you, you punk ass. Like, and he's going to get jumped or he's going to be a prison bitch if he goes to jail. Like, he's that little kid. I'm like, dude, I get it. You don't have a dad. I get it. You had a rough life. But don't take that out on me, you know? Like, I'm a tough guy. I'm nice. I, I think people don't understand that, you know, I was told young, you got to be careful who you talk to. And I, I was, I'm mouthy. I used to be real mouthy when I was younger. And, um, you know, I go to bars. I never got in fights, dude, because Justin, I could read people. I know who I could talk to and who I couldn't. And people are like, man, you're a smart ass. You got to watch who I talk to. I'm like, you're right, right? You got to choose who you talk to and why. Um, I don't, I'm not a smart ass like that anymore, only in, in fun. But, uh, like, you got to be careful who you talk to, right? Because you don't Absolutely. know who's a black belt. You don't know who has a gun or a knife on them. You don't know. Like I said, when I was in the military, I met a guy, this guy, you wouldn't know, dude. He was a country boy, right? Those guys are you know, he's a big dude. He's like six, four, he's in his forties, had a lot of injuries, but you know, the one Marine I worked with former Marine, right? Oh my God. This Marine, all he talked about was being a Marine all the time, but he's a, he's a freaking gate guard, you know, civilian for the air force. And I go, 
he, all he talked about was being a badass. I go, he's a small guy, he's compensating. I'm like, whatever. This other guy was Marine Recon, right? He was a SWAT member for the local police department. He never had to talk a big game because he was the big game. That's, right. why, that's why big dogs don't have to bark. They will eat you. You know, right. they just walk around and do what they want. Yeah, right. Exactly. A, pit, a pit bull does not need to, they just walk around and you see the rip muscle and you go, do you see that guy? He doesn't have to compensate. Right. right. And those are the scariest men because if you mess with that guy, you don't know what he can do. Like, I don't know jujitsu. I'm a big guy. I'll just tackle you. But uh, I just like, I don't know, Justin, it's just something with, it's so easy to see a guy that's uncomfortable and they, they compensate with trying to make their ego more inflated than it is. And it's so funny. It's like, dude, you're, you're five, six, like just feel good about yourself. It's all good, bro. Like be happy. Like, but don't, you know, like, right. Yeah. Just show your value, you know, just show, that's it. Yeah. Just show your value. You don't have to prove anything to me, you know, just prove it in your actions, not your words. Exactly. I think there's just too many people that are not living that way anymore. Keyboard yeah. warriors, I like. That. Oh, keyboard yeah. warriors, man! I, I, this is funny, and I'm not, I'm not here. I mean, you see it. I get free health tips just for fun, man. I'm only doing that every day because uh, I like it. And then at some point, you're, you're gonna have to come see me because I'm not gonna give free stuff anymore. You're gonna have to come see me for an evaluation, right? I'm not gonna give no, that's anymore. Yeah, and like, my time is valuable, and I'm right. not gonna spend time trying to change the world for free. So, because what I present is worth your money. You don't understand that, like the thousands of hours and thousands of hours of clinical practice and being in different environments and seeing people improve. And I soaked up all the information I can from all the physicians out there so that I, you know, I'm better than a computer because you go on a computer, you can Google something, but it's so vague. You don't really understand, you know, you don't really understand, uh, you know, the things you can do for a shoulder for shoulder pain. You know, like there's so much to this stuff that, you know, I'm sorry, you're, you know, you might have a, a doctor that's been treating the same thing for God, 20 years because they're busy in life and they don't continue to learn. They might not be the best one for you, right? Like, so you have to build a value. You have to, you know, live that mission. Dude, we've been talking for like an hour and a half. Dude, I love this. I think we could probably do it again someday, but what, yeah, for sure, dude. what other ways can, so they, they reach you, you already plugged your stuff, right? Yeah, man. Just, yeah. EliteMP.com. Just check out the articles, you know, check out book if you want to. Uh, there's plenty of free information through the articles. I mean, I write multiple articles every week. Uh, it's something I legitimately enjoy doing, you know, like yeah. the elite nurse practitioner like is something that I actually stay awake thinking about at night. You know, I don't think about the urgent care at night. It's not my no, passion. I don't the, either. Elite MP is, man, you know? Yeah. yeah so, it's your thing. It's your baby, man. I, uh, maybe we collaborate someday. I don't know how, but somehow, but I, uh, yeah, let me know. Yeah, absolutely who knows but um i'm an az so i don't know what southwest you're in somewhere close maybe maybe az but i uh close close so just um reach out sometime dude uh i just gotta give a few plugs for my podcast so just a couple sure. dudes j-a-k-d just a couple dudes with a k that's on we have a youtube channel no one even really knows about it but all our videos are there uh we have um again it's gonna be the three of us guys we have a website it's gonna be up way updated we have an online store that's going to be offering three products, a jacked mug, a jacked collector's box, which we give to hosts, which is great, and jacked t-shirts. Um, we are collaborating with, we're still trying to work our deal with the charity here locally that has a good mission and that we're going to give back to the community. We can volunteer and then give back uh, some of our profits directly there because the jack thing is not, 
Jacked is not meant to take over the world. We're not going to be Rogan, right? But we can we can do our little part here in North Phoenix. We're not just a healthcare podcast. We're just a couple dudes. So we talk about sports. We talk about relationships and being vulnerable. And and if people have ideas for topics, I mean, we do have a doctor in me and nurse practitioner. So we talk about you know medicine. And then we have my buddy Eric, who's a, who's the principal of a Title One school in Arizona right now. So I mean, he he brings something different to the table. Um, and then it's kind of cool, man. It's just a cool, cool kind of concept. And then uh, I, like it. We, I have my business. So that starts in less than two months. Uh, frankly, new joints. Again, it's going to start with the stem cells initially because the, the benefits are amazing. And I'm only going to do it if I think it's going to help. And then that's going to expand into other things. Again, it's going to be me and Brandon are, are a partner. It's just one day a week. We're starting initially just organic growth. And, um, I, you know, I, one of my sayings is this, Justin, is, uh, you know, I won't give up on you if you don't give up on me. Right. So if you have shoulder pain, it's been, you know, 20 years of dealing with this, like, Hey, come see me. Let's talk about it. Let's, I'll give you what my recommendations are. If this doesn't work, let's try something else. You know, I'm here to treat you and make your life better. Cause if, if you don't have joints that work fluid, you know, I have a video of me with a golf swing. I've been a trauma patient twice. I've been a trauma A and a B and uh, I know what pain is and I know what rehab is like. I know, you know, lifting, I've been lifting since fourth grade. So I've got injuries from that. I'm 31. And I know how to heal the body. I know how to understand what a bad shoulder can do, what a bad knee can do, you know, bad hip. And we're going to be able to actually help people have more fluid motion, which then leads to more freedom in life. So that's, that's, you know, joint sounds narrow, but it's really not right. It's just the pivot point for the body. So um, I'm trying to think what else, dude, but I usually just end with a quote. I just wanted to say thanks for taking time. I know you're a busy guy. So thank you for coming on. And, um, oh, for sure. It's a pleasure, man. This is my first podcast ever. I'm really? really? Yeah. Cool, man. I love it, dude. I, uh, it was really good. We're going to, again, this might not come out for a couple of weeks. We have a bunch banked, so, but I'll promote it and then I'll tag you and stuff. And then, um, you know, we're going to start growing pretty big here soon. I just, we have a mission. We have, we have a, people like it. We just need to market it and be more professional. So I want to end on one quote since I brought up Dave Ramsey. I just like this. His quote was pray like it all depends on God work. Like it all depends on you. Did you hear that, Justin? Sorry, say it. Sorry, oh. you're breaking up. Dude. Yeah. So it's pray like it all, all right. depends on God work. Like it all depends on you. Oh, absolutely, man. Right. Oh, like completely. believe or whatever, but like at the same day you have, you reap what you sow. So, um, you reap what you sow. You're in control of your life. You really are. I that's mean, it. There's some things that are out of your control, but you control the majority of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to stop recording here and then we can talk off air, but thanks. Thanks guys for listening. Sure. And we're excited to, to come to you. I, I bet Justin will be on in the future. So. Thank you for tuning in to another can't miss episode of just a couple dudes or jacked podcast. We're new on Twitter, so please give us a follow at at JAKDpod. On Instagram, you can follow us at JAKD underscore podcast. And we have a new YouTube channel set up at Just a Couple Dudes, and that's couple with a K. We also have a website, JAKDPOD.com, with a new store set up where you can check out our merch and other fun items that we're going to be putting up. So please give us a follow, check out our website, and tune in for the next podcast that we'll be releasing shortly. Thanks. Mm-hmm.